What's up, guys? Welcome to the Don't Forget to Love podcast with me, Mara Sullivan. For today's episode, I will be talking about having a mental health reset for the new year and also recovering from the holidays, financially, physically, grief, all all of the things that come with the most wonderful time of the year. If you have not listened to my last episode, Happy New Year. I hope that you are having a great start to the year. I really wanted to talk about mental health because every year the focus for most of us is on our physical health and being more productive and getting more done and routines and habits and working out and diet and all these things but it's really hard to achieve goals and do everything we want to do throughout the year if our mental health is not good another term for mental health is brain health and our brains are our everything if we're not taking care of our brains giving it what it needs to operate well everything else will be thrown off our brains control everything and everything controls our brains. That means that everything we do has an impact on our brains. What we see, think, hear, smell, consume affects our brains. Like just think about it when someone walks past you and you can smell their perfume or their cologne. It can make you think of someone else and then thinking of that person can make you feel some type of way. Hearing a certain song, watching a certain movie, scrolling through Instagram and TikTok, what we see impacts how we feel. We all know what we eat and drink makes us feel good or bad. It's just that simple. Everything has an impact on our brain. I've been going through grief this holiday season, losing my mom unexpectedly on Thanksgiving, and grief takes a huge mental toll and affects our lives in so many different ways. I like using the term brain health because it's a little more specific than just saying mental health. And mental health is just thrown around so much now. It can have so many different meanings. The most common things people think about are depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, and a ton of other illnesses that can come from mental illness. But regardless of whether or not you've been diagnosed with with something, we all have mental health because we all have brains. And how we treat our brains affects how we live our entire lives. So obviously, I'm not a doctor or a therapist or anyone qualified to talk medically about illnesses or disorders, which I will not be doing. I'm just sharing things that help keep me feeling good and my emotions in check and help me feel stable and function well and not spiral, think clearly, and just stay in a good headspace. The beginning of the year is the perfect time to give yourself a little mental cleanse and give your brain some love and help it to help you live your best life this new year. First thing is challenge yourself to go at least one hour or more where you do not check your phone. Most of us are completely addicted to our phones. We do not know how to function without them. I have lost my phone a few times and it always feels like I literally lost a part of me. Like it's so unhealthy. I should not be that attached to a device. Like it's ridiculous when I'm doing things like waiting in line or waiting for someone at a restaurant now or when I'm bored. I have made myself stop reaching for my phone. I don't even like the feel of holding it and looking down at it anymore. I'll just let myself wait or sit there patiently or do like a little people watching. I know it can be awkward, but I feel so much better when I'm spending as little time as possible on my phone. I love creating content and posting. And so when I do that, I'll try to have that time set aside to batch prep my posts and my content. So it's not something that I'm constantly doing every single day or every single minute of the day. A lot of people do social media fasts at the beginning of the year. I'm challenging you 
and myself to do like a whole phone fast. It does not have to be long. Like I said, just start going an hour a day without checking your phone. And some days let it be two hours. Some days try going a whole work day or leaving your phone behind when you go on a walk or a run or when you run an errand or um, have a meal or something. Try not looking at it first thing in the morning or the last thing at night. Put it in another room if you can. This year, don't just try to lower your screen time and your social media scrolling time. Try to lower your phone time in general, the amount of time that your phone is even in your hand. And if you have an Apple Watch, I can't even talk to you. Like, if you have an Apple Watch, no, like, I refuse to have my phone attached to my wrist. It would drive me insane. I know that they're helpful and convenient, but try going without it for an hour or more a day and time it to when you don't have much going on or when you're already doing something where you can't or shouldn't be checking your phone or watch anyway, maybe in a meeting or doing something at work or meeting with friends or family or sleeping, obviously, you shouldn't be checking your phone if you're asleep, Um, Bible study, church, every day, try to be intentional about finding an hour or more where your phone just is not in your hand or your pocket or on your wrist. It's just too much and it's overstimulating for most of our brains and eyes and it affects our social skills and our communication skills and even just our basic ability to look up. Like it's wild how so many people now spend hours a day just looking down. Like it's really wild. Just give it a try. It'll have a much bigger impact on your mental health than you realize. It has made a huge difference in my life just being less attached to the device. It is so unhealthy and is causing so many problems mentally, physically, like so many more problems than many of us realize. Tech neck is a thing. Carpal tunnel is a thing eyesight is worsening, not being able to look people in the eyes and have a conversation and communicate effectively and in person. I just challenge you to just give it a try. All of the other brain health things are things that you hear me talk about all the time if you listen to this podcast. Drink as much water as possible every single day. Our brains are like plants. Brains need water to live and to grow. My minimum every day is five water bottles. Sometimes I can't get five, and these are 16-ounce bottles, by the way. Um, Sometimes I can't get um, a full eight bottles, but most days I can at least do five. Um, limit caffeine and sugar and alcohol as much as possible. All of those tend to cause like crazy spikes, which can lead to crashes or grogginess and brain fog. Obviously, hangovers with alcohol, too much alcohol literally kills and shrinks brain cells. It's just not worth having all the time. You guys know I love coffee, but I cannot have it every single day. It makes my head feel cloudy. It gives me headaches and makes me feel way more tired when I have it too much. If you rely on caffeine in general to function like Celsius or Monster or Red Bull on on a daily basis, I challenge you to go as much or as many days a week as you can without it just to give your body a reset. If you have it every single day, try going one day without one of those drinks. If you have it, if you have multiple energy drinks a day, try removing just one a day. I promise you, you'll notice a difference. So many things we put in our bodies and don't really understand the effects that it's having on how we function. Same thing with fast food and junk food. If you have unhealthy stuff every day, try just going one day without it. Find healthier replacements for the unhealthy stuff and try not to keep 
Try not to even keep the junk food in the house so that it's not even accessible and it'll be a treat when you go out and when you do have it. If weight loss is one of your new year goals, really pay attention to sugar. It is the most hidden ingredient in most stuff that we don't even realize is there. Um, Less juice, less soda, the lattes and syrups and sugary coffees and stuff, it all adds up. For me, I love it like it's a nice treat, but I don't like that stuff every single day. Make sure that you're having real whole food with actual nutritional value. Remember that most chips and candy and a lot of drinks are not real food. (laughs) Pay attention to ingredient labels. Less is more. I love minimal ingredients. If you are female, one of the biggest things you can do for your brain health is to track your cycle. I use the P tracker app, the letter P and the word tracker. For me, the um, days leading up to me being on are when I'm more emotional and more hungry and sometimes have these like crazy spikes of energy. At certain times, I'll feel off and I can just pick up, I can just like open the app, check the app, and I'll be like, oh, okay, this is making sense. Like, it makes sense. Instead of thinking like I'm just going crazy or something, I also like tracking because I'm regular. And so if I'm not on track, that means something's off hormonally or I'm stressed or I need more rest or I need to get checked out by my doctor or something more serious. Protein is key for me. I'm feeling my best. I love eggs, chicken, ground beef, salmon. I also love dark chocolate. 80% or higher is the healthiest, especially that time of the month. Pure 100% unsweetened cranberry juice is my everything. It's my favorite juice. Electrolytes when I need more hydration or a pick-me-up or I haven't eaten a ton of food. I use organs, um, or the brand organs, organic electrolytes, and I also drink Propel. You guys already know good exercise and rest are essential for good brain health. I walk a minimum of 30 minutes a day on my treadmill. I typically do around 4.1, 4.2 every day. And then weightlift following Juice and Toya's weightlifting videos on YouTube. I want to do that like more than once a week now. Like I'm not super consistent. I'm not as consistent enough as I want to be and I want to do it more than once a week if you want to get into weightlifting this year and like like working out at home like I do I recommend Juice and Toya they are a fitness couple couple on YouTube they make great videos they're really easy to follow um, along with and their workouts are the real deal like they are really hard but they're so easy to follow along Right now, I just have 10-pound weights, but I will be getting a whole weight set later this year. This is so random, but I just started jump jumping rope again. I always forget how much fun it is and how much I actually like to until I do it. I'll just set a timer for like two or five minutes whenever I have time throughout the day or after work or like, you know, just when I have time and I'll just jump rope and it makes me feel so good. Like It sounds so crazy. I just have like a basic jump rope from five below like it's a really cute light pink one and it is like an adult one it's not like a children's jump rope but it's just a regular jump rope one of um the more like professional ones uh, i will definitely be getting later but i got into jump roping last year after reading an article on things that Renny, Lenny Kravitz cannot live without and he does not go anywhere without his jump rope <laughs> he's just always been one of the hottest and coolest men on the planet to me so if Lenny Kravitz jumps rope like I'm gonna jump rope and I'm so glad that I started doing it it burns a ton of calories it is so much fun and it is a great mood booster for me too 
A really good exercise for mental health, especially if you sit a lot during the day. I know sometimes I'll get in bed at night or I'll just have restless energy and it's always because I haven't moved my body enough and jumping rope or just getting up and cleaning or putting stuff away just to get my body moving always helps me get that energy out. I also just stand as much as I can throughout the day. If I'm doing computer work, I'll put my books on my laptop on my desk so that I can stand while I work. When it comes to rest and sleep, I literally am useless with no sleep. Like, I do not know why most stereotypical shows and movies have people in their 20s staying up all night and partying and drinking all the time and never sleeping. Because me and everyone else I know who is my age cannot function without sleep. My bed is my happy place. I love being in bed. I get up early when I need to, but I always let myself sleep in when I can. If I have the time, it's just easier for me to let myself sleep in than to get up super early and then need a nap later in the day. And I'm just not a good napper. I'm hardly ever able to take a nap in the, mid- in the middle of the day. But I do love just being able to get in bed in the a- like on a random afternoon just to lay there or read or close my eyes even if I don't nap. It's so nice to just relax at a random time during the day if I can. It does not happen too often, but it's really nice when I am able to do that. I typically go to sleep around 10 p.m. and wake up between 6 and 7 a.m. every day just on a regular basis. But I like to be in bed by 9. Like Even if I'm not sleeping yet, winding down by 9, being done for the night makes me so happy. We all know that I'm a grandma. I'm in bed after 10, maybe once or twice a week. Like if I go out with friends or something, that's late for me. I really, I love sleep. I love being in bed early. It's just, it makes me feel good. Another brain health hack is to stay busy and do what makes you happy. Now, when I say stay busy, I do not mean overdoing it. But I mean having a life and having things going on. Boredom can lead to so many destructive habits because a lot of us just do not have good, healthy things to fill our time with. And also just, you know, a lot of people just don't like sitting in silence or enjoying their own company. I love work. I'm grateful for work because it gives me something productive to do and it makes me feel useful. Doing this podcast is a passion of mine. It's a creative outlet. It's a hobby that I love. There's an old saying, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. And that is so true. When your mind is not being occupied in a healthy way, it's easy to turn a bad, unhealthy, it's easy to turn to bad, unhealthy, productive things or vices that are not good for us just because we're bored. I love reading, journaling, cooking, meal prepping, cleaning, decluttering, tidying up. Listening to a sermon, journaling is a big one for me when it comes to mental health and managing my emotions because I'm not a big talker or venter. I'm a pretty private person. I'm better now at sharing my feelings and how I'm feeling with my friends and family, but journaling is the most therapeutic thing in the world for me. I have to get the thoughts out of my head onto paper. It helps me process and identify my feelings and why I'm feeling a certain way. Having productive things to do with your time really helps with brain health. Also, as an adult, because a lot of times our friends are busy, everyone's busy, we don't have those built-in friendships like we did in school and college, and so life can be lonelier when you're not around the people that you love every single day. 
loneliness can lead to depression and take a toll on your mental health and your emotions and so it's really important to have things that you like to do and that make you feel good to take up your time working out reading sports being involved in a church or volunteering somewhere getting another job or a side gig like nothing too crazy but doing something extra just a few days a week picking up hobbies learning something new trying something you've always wanted to do Doing things that you used to enjoy when you were younger but you haven't done in a while. Better things to do with your time when you get bored than just scrolling on your phone. It's fine to do occasionally, but it is not great for our mental health health if that is the only way that we use our free time. Prayer, worship, Bible reading, my faith, my relationship with God is honestly the main thing that keeps me sane. Like bottom line, it just does. The elders in the church used to say God is a heart fixer and a mind regulator. And I know mental illness has been a stigma in the church and something Christians have not always liked to address. But I believe in both prayer and therapy. If you know you need help, get professional help. If someone in church breaks their leg, everyone's not going to say like, let's just pray for their healing. Like, no, like we take them to a hospital, let them get surgery and take meds and stuff so that they can heal. And then we pray for them. Like, I don't understand why if someone's brain is hurt, just like the leg or arm or heart or any other body part can be hurt, why there's a stigma around seeking professional help for the brain. God has given the world therapists and psychologists to help us heal just like he's given us cardiologists and nurses and surgeons if you know you need help or feel like what you're trying to do on your own is not working seek professional help there is absolutely nothing wrong with needing to talk to someone plenty of church people take high blood pressure pills every single day and so if you need to take something prescribed to you for your mental health do not let anybody make you feel bad about that the brain is just another part of the body relationships friendships the people in your circle in your space can make or break your mental health it is your responsibility to remove people in your life who do not need to be there family boyfriends girlfriends friends having boundaries with the people in your life co-workers associates whoever whoever you interact with this year do not let people drive you crazy <laughs> like i am giving you permission block mute decline Leave on red, keep it light. Not everyone needs to know your business. Not everyone needs a response or deserves your energy. Read the room and act accordingly. On the flip side, if you want to have better relationships this year, make sure that you are putting in the effort. Maybe you do want to create a profile on an app or you do want to say yes to more outings when coworkers invite you out. Maybe you should go. I met one of my best friends this past year on Bumble, Bumble BFF, and I just wanted to make new friends and meet new people in my area. Bumble BFF is a great app, by the way, if you just want to make some new friends, which is not always easy to do, like I said before, as we get older and we just, we're not around people as easily like we are, like we were when we were in school. Being involved in a church group or some type of organization in your area is also a great way to meet people and make new friends. Looking up events and things to do in your local area is so much fun. A lot of influencers I follow have live events and I like to go and I get to meet them in person and meet new people who I have stuff in common with. I am not the most social butterfly in the world by any means, but I am so much better than I used to be when it comes to meeting new people and making conversation and just getting to know people. 
those are the main things that I have for a mental health reset. Also, these things are the things that have been helping me the most so far through this grieving process, which is actually a perfect segue into what I want to talk about next, which is recovering from the holidays. The holiday season can be both so much fun, but also draining emotionally, physically, financially. So I just want to talk about having a little like breather and doing a bit of a post-holiday recovery. Like I mentioned before, my mom passed away unexpectedly unexpectedly on Thanksgiving so that pretty much consumed my holiday season unfortunately but I did enjoy it as much as I could. I am actually not a huge Christmas person like when it comes to decor and gifts I really just like like Christmas music and I love the movies. I do love all the sugar and like the holiday treats. I love the Starbucks drinks and stuff but I am not someone who needs a tree or a bunch of seasonal home decor. I like having like a good Christmas mug. I think you know, Christmas pajamas are cute, but they're just not essential for me. I love seeing the lights around town and going to a good Christmas event or party. This season, I went to the the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra's Holiday Spectacular, and it was incredible. I love live music so much, especially an orchestra. Like, it's just so beautiful. I also went to a live Christmas jazz show at Keystone Corner. It's a jazz club here. And of course, I went to our 34th Street to see the lights. But I like to do, I do like to do like a a lot of fun holiday stuff. I'm just not big on gift giving and getting and having to decorate my home. If I have kids of my own one day, I will definitely do it for them, but it's just not a huge deal for me. If you feel like the holidays took a toll on you, take some time this January to just have a mental health day where you do absolutely nothing or you do something you want to do and that feels relaxing to you where you don't have to answer anyone or pick up the phone or reply to an email or be on social media. Just give your body and your brain a break. If you cannot take a full day to yourself, just find one hour. We can all find one hour to detach and decompress this month. Focus on doing things that are good for you every day. It does not have to be something grand or expensive, but self-care sometimes is not replying to a text message. You know, like sometimes it's being by yourself for 10 minutes, drinking tea, reading one chapter of a book, something every day that you can do just for you. Prayer, reading a devotional, Bible scripture, make a list of the, of the things that make you feel good and relaxed and calm you down and try to do at least one of those things every day. If you feel like the holidays took a toll on your finances, try doing a spending fast where you don't spend on anything but necessities. It can be for a day, a week, a month, a month, lots of months. Not buying clothes last year really changed my life. I did get some new things, but it was not nearly as much as I used to buy. I used to go shopping on my lunch break almost every single day and buy stuff just to buy it or just because it was on sale. I cut all of that out completely last year. I do not let myself like buy a ton of mugs anymore. My mug collection was getting out of control just because I love, you guys know, I love my warm drinks. I love coffee and tea. So I used to buy mugs like crazy. I do not need a ton. Like I have really just stopped myself. I just spend a lot. I spend with a lot more intention now. Also meal planning and cooking saves a ton of money. I do not drink juice or soda or use creamers in my coffee, and so I'm not spending on those. Think about the little things that you can cut out. Always ask yourself if you actually need something before buying it, and if you're actually buying it for you or to show off to other people. 
because of social media, a lot of people are just buying things to post it, not even because they really want or need it. Learn how to tell yourself no. Be smart about where you shop, how much you're going out, memberships, subscriptions, all that stuff adds up. Work more hours if you can or get another gig gig to save money. Like I always say, it does not have to be forever, but if you need to make some cuts or um, work some more hours for a few weeks, for a few months, it's worth it just to get yourself to a more secure place if that is what you need. I feel like most people jump right from the holidays into new year goals and planning and full speed ahead. But if you need some time to just breathe and sit for a minute and get yourself together, do that. I hope this episode was really helpful for you guys having a reset, taking a breather, um, taking care of your mental health, your brain health, and recovering from the holidays. That is it for this episode, guys. If you enjoyed it, make sure you are following this podcast and have this saved to your library so that you do not miss any episodes from me. Also, make sure that you share, rate, and review this podcast. It helps me out a ton. Direct message me anytime with questions or topics you want me to cover. My Instagram is at Mara P. Sullivan. You can also find me on Lemon 8 at Mara P. Sullivan, and you can message me on there too. Remember, no matter what your life may look like right now, do not forget to love. Happy New Year, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.